Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to Advice from a Call Center Geek. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 500-seat call center outsourcer located here in beautiful, in a little chilly, uh, northwestern Pennsylvania. And uh, welcome to episode 13 of The Geek. You know, the Geek is a, is a call center operations podcast where we're going to try to give you actionable items to take back to your contact center to improve your agent quality, hopefully to improve the overall customer experience. And, and God forbid we actually have a little bit of fun in our call center as well. So we're going to try to tie all those things together as, uh, as we walk down the road here on these, on these episodes. So welcome to uh, hopefully lucky episode 13 for, for you and for The Geek. We've covered a lot of territory in the last, you know, 12 or so episodes. We've talked about everything from how to do some some monitoring in your call center, how to have fun in your call center with some games, how to set the tempo and and, and controlling the first 30 minutes. A lot of different ways and, and tactics that, you know, I think can hopefully help you improve upon what hopefully is already a pretty good center call center culture in, in your centers. So what I wanted to discuss today and, and hopefully get a little bit of a uh, – a conversation on was was how to how to really enhance coaching sessions and and taking the monitoring that we do and and transferring it out to the floor to make sure that we're improving the the agent's quality. I don't want to get into the weeds here and, and tell you exactly what to say. So this is more kind of a high level. I think it's it's better to do it this way because everybody has their own technique, uh, their own personality when it comes to coaching. But I think there's there's you know nine things that. I think can help you if you if you kind of add them into your own way of doing it can can really in, enhance the 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 coaching and, and hopefully improve the quality. So let's let's kind of dive into this thing here. Um, the the first thing that I will tell you is no coaching, especially if if it's not positive. And I don't think positive is 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 you know if somebody gets a hundred on a, on a QA session right or, or on a monitoring form or a, an A plus or a three or a five out of five or whoever you, you guys, you know, judge or do your QA. And that needs to be announced. That needs to be shouted out. That needs to be done on the floor. That's not really so much coaching. That's a celebration. So when we talk about coaching, we're not going to say that it's things that happen negatively, but maybe just points that got overlooked or, you know, something that, that a really good agent could become a great agent with. The first thing, though, is, is make sure that any coaching that you do that is not super positive or not totally positive is done off the floor. I think the number one mistake that call center managers and supervisors make is they they get maybe they do their own monitoring or their own scoring or they get it up from the QA room onto the floor and they walk up to the the uh, the rep and say, oh, hey, Susie, 
you know, uh, you for you didn't see that hear that closing signal last time. You know, we've really been talking about that. We got to work on that, right? So next time, make sure you do that. That's 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 not what you want to do. Same thing about if you want to pull a rep to your supervisor station or or desk. It's like going to the principal office. So have a have a designed or a set area that is a kind of a a general talking area. You know, somewhere that is not known for just people going there because they're quote unquote bad or they screwed up. That's a huge piece of this, right? So have a, have a pretty cool area or something set aside that they can, that they can go do that. So I think that's the first thing that the first mistake and major mistake that everybody makes is, is not pulling their, their rep off the floor to kind of a, a real neutral area. All right. The, the second tip that I'd like to give on, on coaching is to be really specific Again, sometimes you're going to have reps that get a little bit defensive, right? And if you're not specific, you end up going down the rabbit hole and they'll they'll try to take you down a path that either you're not ready to go to or you can't really explain well. So, you know, when you talk about, you know, something that they did, it's, you know, hey, hey, Susie, you know, we have to make sure that we read this disclosure verbatim. You know, you missed, you know, these five words, um, when the client or the customer asks you a question, we didn't go back to that point. So we got to make sure that, you know, you go back to that point, you read that full disclosure. Be really, really specific with when you're giving those kind of details or, you know, sometimes you just end up with, if you say, hey, you didn't read the full disclosure, they're going to be like, well, yes, I did. And then the customer asked me a question and then, you know, I thought I went back to here. And then if you don't have that answer, you look weak. So make sure that, you know, you are running the show and that you are the person that is kind of dictating the tempo of, of the coaching session, not having your rep, you know, take you down that rabbit hole. And that's a lot of things that a lot of younger supervisors or call center managers have happened to them. All right. Number three is do not be negative. Do not start this off as negative, even if it's like the third time you've told this rep the same thing. If you remember back, I believe it was, you know, episode five or six. We talked about, you know, coaching and, and training and the phrase, the tone is the message. So if you, you know, start your, your, your coaching session on negative tone, the, the rep's going to get defensive. So again, it's, they're not going to be listening to, to, to hear you and, and they're not going to be listening to, to try to take something from this. They're going to be listening to, to defend themselves. And, and when they do that, you know, the, the whole session goes, goes south. So again, I like to start my stuff off, you know, kind of, I don't want to say with a joke, but, you know, hey, Susie, how are you doing today? What's going on? A couple of things I just wanted to go over. Uh, people talk about like the sandwich technique, right? And Susie, you know, you do such a great job with engaging the customer. You have a smile in your voice. Uh, I think the customers that you talk to really feel comfortable with you. You do such a great job servicing the customer as well. We get to the sale. You you're, you do a great job with understanding the closing signals but then we have to make sure you know we use all that engagement for that cross-sell or upsell at the end because that's a couple times now that we've we've not done that so i think you know that's the important part make sure that you're you're accentuating on the positive again reps get defensive pretty easy we all know this so making sure that um, you kind of disarm them right away with with some of the things that they're doing really well before you kind of dig deep into you know what the what the other issue is you know, and one of the other ways is, is kind of gets into number four is tie the, the performance to goals, right? So, again, we talked about owning the first 30 minutes of the shift, giving each of your, your reps a goal. So if you see that there's a direct correlation between the 
the QA that's being done or the scoring that's being done that's not reflective or not going to help them get that goal, then that needs to be discussed, right? That's an easy way and kind of an easy lead-in is, again, you know, getting back to kind of the role-playing, you know, hey, Susie, you're doing a great job here. We talked about how we wanted to get your agent sentiment scoring up, right? We want to we want to really have that smile. We want to really go through that attitude and effort deal and, and have it show on the phone. You're doing a good job of, of, you know, getting through a greeting, kind of going through the motions, but again, it's kind of going through the motions. And we're not going to be able to get that sentiment score up until we get that that kind of smile back in your voice. So you know, over these next 30 minutes, I really, really want you to focus on on having the tone of your calls be a plus. Let's see if we can really do that. All right. And I think that that, you know, when you can tie that to a goal and, and tie that to help them to get to that goal, um, it, it, it adds to to a little bit of their their motivation to, to try to do that as well. The other thing that we like to do is, and this is another tip, and again, these are in no order. These are in no way things that you have to do on every call, but just some things that to think about when you you want to add to your I guess your repertoire um, for coaching is have the reps assess their own performance. Um, you know, have when you sit down and say, "Hey, Janie, you know, let's talk." You know, what do you? How do you feel like you're doing here? You know, I I know you know your stats and what your your QA. What do you think some of the issues are here? And you know, hopefully, a lot of times they'll know, right? And then you can kind of drive them down the path, and it's always the best if you can make it kind of. Um, something that's their decision, right? Something that they brought up that they know they need to work on. And then you can kind of reinforce that. That's something that is a pretty cool technique. It's something I like to use a lot, especially when we've already talked about some of the issues um, or some of the things that the, this, the rep needs to work on to have them assess their own performance is a, is a big deal and, and a cool technique to use to, to really reinforce, you know, some of the weaknesses and, and also then reinforce some of the ways to, to help them as well. Number six is pretty obvious, but a lot of uh, reps and supervisors, especially supervisors, don't really push this, but it's to role play the issue. So it's one thing to say, it's the other thing to do. So while I love listening to calls, especially on the inbound customer service side, and and you can kind of go over those, replay that, that piece of the call that they're struggling with and and role play it as as the supervisor, as the agent, or I'm sorry, as the customer and the agent, you know, as their as themselves, and and go through what they should be saying and, and how to fix that problem. That, that's how you really get to the crux of of how to fix this. So it's it's one thing to say, hey, we need to listen to closing signals. It's another thing to say, hey, you know what? When I say this, this, and this, you say that, that, and that, and you can drill that and you can practice that in each of those coaching sessions. You can you can do that with your reps to make sure that they're getting the the gist of what you're talking about, and to, that improves their whole skill set. Number eight is to make sure that your your reps understand the consequences, and this this gets to a you know somebody who's maybe been making the same mistake over and over and over. Um, this this maybe goes even a little bit before the actual coaching session, but when you're giving those goals, having them understand that guys, if we, if we're continuing to do this this unfortunately is going to happen, whether it's, you know, I got to take you off the phones, whether, you know, maybe you got to go home for the day. If there's something egregious, like we're not doing a, a proper, you know, security opening or greeting, um, or we're not reading a disclosure, you know, those are certain things that we certainly don't mess around with here. 
So making sure that they understand those expectations and consequences also helps them from the negative side, which, again, you notice about, and we're going to talk about nine of these, only really one of these is, is kind of negative. But every once in a while, you need to push from, from that side as well. Number seven is is to redefine the goal. So, you know, a lot of times we give broad goals or we say, hey, we want sentiment to scoring to be up with your goal. Or we say we want, um, you know, we need your sales conversions numbers to be higher. Really look at that when you're in your monitoring session. And instead of, of maybe being broad or, or instead of, of giving them a goal maybe they're not hitting right now, redefine it and say, you know, in the next 30 minutes, in the next hour, let's try to hit X. Let's try to do this. And, and take it into real small increments so that, you know, the, their reps aren't looking at this giant big picture of, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to get there. But, you know, how they can get there in, in small, teeny, tiny increments over, you know, kind of shorter periods of time. And then, you know, what you do with that is number nine, which is every single time that we monitor and then we coach someone within the next 30 minutes to an hour, we have to always score them again. And that has to be listened to by someone else other than the first person who did it. So let's say, you know, Janie gets uh, gets monitored by QA, and QA, you know, out of a out of a five, they give them a two point five. So there's areas of opportunity in there that goes out to the floor. Uh, the supervisor will then pull them, and this is how we do it at, at XP. The supervisor then pulls them after talking to QA. They listen to the call. They go over it. They go over those areas of opportunity. They use some of the techniques that we talked here. It goes, um, we, we, we kind of, we have a, a, a way of, of verifying that we've done all the coaching. And then within that next half hour, another QA person or the supervisor will then listen to that, uh, that rep again, score them, and make sure that those areas of opportunity are there. Sometimes we'll do it with the supervisor as well. But, you know, that gets to kind of the, outside of this that's that's how we do our our daily QA and coaching is we use live calls we listen to live calls any type of issues that we're scoring goes directly to the floor we try to correct the problem as soon as possible so that we have intraday kind of fixing we talked about that in our in our QA episode there is a place for uh, for recorded calls and I think that's you know looking at overall rep trends that's great, but we got to fix problems that happen in shift as quickly as possible so that the customer experience doesn't lack because that's the bottom line here is, is, is the customer experience has to be at the best level that we can possibly give it, and we can't wait 24 hours to fix an, an error that, that maybe could have been fixed you know, right away. So, again, just to kind of recap some of these things, uh, hopefully that's a little bit of helpful. Coach them off the floor. Be really specific with the the things that you have an issue with so you don't get caught going down the rabbit hole with a rep. Do not be negative. You know, the tone is the message. Tie your performance goals to to the coaching sessions. Have the reps assess their performances and kind of validate some of the things that you're talking about. Role play the issues to try to correct and try to practice some of the problems. Redefine the goals that, uh, that you have so the reps can break things down in smaller increments and be successful. Have, make sure that your, your associates understand the expectations and, under, unfortunately, some of the consequences that will come if, if we have repeated offenses. And number nine, make sure that you're remonitoring um, each of your associates after you've corrected them to make sure that, you know, that, that, that those issues got fixed and that they're taking it seriously. And if not, um, we will send a rep home for that. 
especially after we've helped them and we've kind of got through it. Again, we have our two pillars of attitude and effort. And we don't feel like you're giving effort if, you know, we've kind of talked to you and, and tried to help you through an issue and 30 minutes later you're, you're making that same mistake. Unless it's an honest mistake, then we'll, again, we'll, we'll work with you again. So those are some techniques and some tips I think that can help you through your, your coaching and hopefully there's a couple new things in there that maybe you can at least think about. I think a lot of it honestly is common sense, but over the years we found that it's a lot of these techniques have been the best, uh, give us the best performance after we've, we've coached and after we've, we've talked to the reps to, to try to improve performance. So that's episode 13, pretty quick 16 minute episode, but I think, you know, it kind of gets, gets straight to the point for all you hardcore call center nerds and all you geeks and, all you people who are doing uh, doing coaching sessions out there, we're a, we're a small universe, so hopefully hopefully that's helpful. Check out the Geek social media assets. We do have a Facebook page, Advice from a Call Center Geek. We have our Twitter account that we are posting a lot of things that I think can help call center folks and people. So please at least you know like the Facebook page, follow us on Twitter. Uh, there's four or five posts a day that come out um, on the on the Geek Twitter account that I think can be really, really helpful to, to anybody who's, who's looking to improve their call center. And also, if you can please uh, go on iTunes, and if you found any value in this, please post a review. Again, I know I've been review begging in the last couple episodes, but uh, um, if you can, uh, if you hit us up on iTunes or, or Spotify or iHeartRadio, I, I would really appreciate if you can you know, give us a little feedback, even if it's not there, if you can just go on the Facebook page and, and tell us what you think of the, the episodes. And then last but not least, you know, we do have a cheap plug that we do every uh, every episode for advice from a call center geek book. It's just a 100-page call center operations book that is on Amazon if uh, if anybody would be interested in that. It's a lot of the things we discuss in the podcast, but, you know, it's kind of nice sometimes to be able to read and be able to make notes, um, not just hear my uh, my beautiful melodic voice. So, again, thank you. Uh, thank you guys all very much. Next week's episode, we're going to start to talk a little bit about technology, about speech analytics, about um, cloud, about some things that I think in, can advance your contact center from a from the technology space and some of the things that that will be coming um, in the next couple months. I I've not to, to drag on this, but I'm a member of the Nice and Contact ICVC board, which is their visionary council. So, in in April we will I will be at the Nice and Contact Interaction show. We have a we're a sponsor of the show. I have a booth. And also we'll be there for meetings to, to learn the, the Nice and Contact Roadmap and, and some of the really cool things that, that are coming out in the next couple of releases. So this is kind of you know instant stuff, right? Stuff that the call center industry will be using in the next year. And then also some of the you know more out there stuff that that's coming in the next you know eighteen to twenty four months. So again, thank you very much for listening to the geek and we will talk to you next week. This has been advice from a call center geek. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you're the first to hear next week's episode. Jam-packed with actionable takeaways you can implement ASAP. Chime in with your thoughts on the episode on Twitter at from underscore geek and on Instagram at call underscore center underscore geek. Also, take a look at our contact center operations book by the same name, Advice from a Call Center Geek on Amazon. This podcast is sponsored by ExpediaUSA.com. 